Good morning, everyone. God bless you for being here, and thank you very much for being here. I pray for you, and I ask you to pray for me too. We made it. And uh, let us also pray for those who could not be here. More so, pray for them, those who could not be here. Um, yeah, yeah, because, you know, you see how it is out there. But I tell you, because of our prayers, because of coming out, the snow, even the black ice, is going to melt away. Amen? Amen? It is going, don't doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I reflected on the gospel according to John, chapter 2. It's the gospel of... Uh, the Cana wedding. Do you know that gospel? Do you know it? Do you remember? From chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Then chapter 2, there was a wedding Cana. And the mother of Jesus was also invited Jesus and his disciples were also invited. And something happened. Something happened. They ran out of wine. Do you remember that gospel? And there is a section there, very important. Because Mary was there, she noticed. And she told her son. And she told the waiters, you see Deacon, you see the servers, and the choir, and myself, and the, the, the greeters who ushered us in. You see the way I am vested? I am your server. We are your servers. So this woman turned to the servers, us, and said, to them, do whatever he tells you. And this is what I bring to you today. Do whatever he tells you. But first, I will give you a joke. <laughs> a woman was married to her husband for over 33 years. And she dies she goes to heaven. When she reached the gates of heaven, Peter welcomed her. Welcome, child of God. Here, there is only one condition for anyone to get into heaven. And the woman asked, which condition? And St. Peter said to her, you must be able to spell correctly just one word. And the woman asked, which word? And St. Peter said, love. And the woman said L-O-V-E. And St. Peter said, correct, welcome to heaven. When she was there for a while, she was there for a while, and one day St. Peter said to her, hey, will you mind watching the gates of heaven for me today, please? She said, no problem. While she was there, her husband, whom she, has, she had left in the world, arrived. Hey, honey, 
Welcome to heaven. How are things after I left you in the world? And the husband said, you know, after you left, I married the woman across the street, Mildred. You know Mildred, you know? Our neighbor across the street. And Mildred and I sold our little house that you and I lived all the years. You know, you know we, go, we were married. And Mildred and I bought a condo. Oh, life was fabulous. The woman said, okay, here there is only one condition for anyone to get into heaven. And the husband said, what condition? The woman said, you must be able to spell one word correctly. And the husband asked, which word? And the woman said, Czechoslovakia. We get back to do whatever he tells you. Now, let's be serious. Who among us in this congregation who has not been disappointed by our secret lovers? When, I mean, the idols of, you know, money, the idols of sex, the idols of power, the glories of this world. Who has not been disappointed by them? When a little glitch happened in our God-given relationship, just a little, instead of fixing it and move on, we looked out there thinking that we'll get better love, we'll get easy life, shortcuts, by the way, we are always like that. I don't know why, but I can tell you why. The devil is real. And when we turned out there, we ended up being disappointed. All we got were disappointments, ruins. Isaiah tells us we are not alone. Even Jerusalem did that to her God. When she accepted the Assyrian and Babylonian gods as her, her side lovers. She looked like a heap of ruins. She was discouraged, disappointed, felt destroyed because of her unfaithfulness. Well, God uses John's Gospel, chapter 2, the example of the wedding in Cana to show us that he does not love us because we are good. He does not reject us because of our sins. Because God does not love us as people do. Therefore, do not today, you come here, do not measure your worth today because of your sins, in terms of your sins, in terms of our blunders, the blunders we have made in the past, or even in terms of people's love for us, but in terms of what God has told us to bounce back. Now, consider the situation of the newlywed couple of Cana. Just consider 
their situation. No marriage is perfect. Amen? What do you think? No marriage is perfect. No man, no woman is an angel. Correct? But I can tell you today, we can make people angels. We can make our spouses angels if we want by loving them. <laughs> we have that power. It was Mary who was invited to their wedding feast who noticed that they, they ran short of wine. And what did she, she do? She said to her son, by the way, who was also invited, who was also invited, tell your neighbor, who was also, Jesus was also invited to their wedding. And when she told Jesus, they have no wine, Jesus reminded her, my hour has not yet come. We can picture ourselves in our situation when our most important relationship, our most important thing that is going to bring us to our success is about to be ruined. And we want God to manifest his power so badly. And the word of God tells us that uh, real faith, my brother, my sister, is the faith that trust, that can trust God to intervene, not at our own time, but at his own time. Why? Because the time of God is the best time. Amen? Do you believe? <laughs> and Mary, this woman, knew that the time of God is the best time. Therefore, she said to the servers, do whatever he tells you. If you're going to continue to serve people until they are amazed, love people until they are, do whatever he tells you. Now remember, this is the woman at the Annunciation who wanted everything to be done according to God's word. Now she wants us to do everything according to the same word, in season and out of season. Whether it rains or shines, snows or not. Indeed, when the servers acted according to Jesus' word, what happened? Three things happened. Jesus performed his first miracle in John's gospel. Jesus manifested his divinity. The people who were invited got the best wine. Amen? Like was Jerusalem, thought she was forsaken because of her many sins, because of her betrayals. And God stepped forward, approached her, and talked to her. Don't think that way. The past is gone. Because from now on, read the word of God. No more shall men call you for second. Situations call you for second. Or you are land desolate. But this is what you shall be called. My delight. Because the Lord delights in you. And makes your land 
his spouse. Not today. Just as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your God marry you. Just as the bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. Because God does not love his spouse because she's beautiful. But God makes her spouse beautiful by loving her. Amen? God does not reject us because of our many betrayals, my dear brothers and sisters. God does not punish us because of our sins. But God makes us faithful by his unfailing love. So be still today as we pray in the house of God. And know that the gratuitous love of God is all embracing. Let us work with this love. And this is why St. Paul reminds us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He grants us charisms, different charisms to each one of us. Not to divide us, but to serve one another and to unite us. Make us one people. For example, if we do not have the, the gift of singing, like our choir here, we do not have the gift of tongues to go into ecstasy in prayer, we should not feel inferior to those who have these gifts. Because from the same spirit, talk to your neighbor, from the same spirit, God has granted us another gift, either of expression of wisdom or of healing or mighty deeds or prophecy or discernment of spirits and so on and so forth. The scripture reminds us that it is like our body, your body and my body, with its different parts, the head, the eyes, the ears, the hands, the legs. And I can tell you most solemnly, no part of your body, of my body, is any less to the body. Amen? You agree? For if the whole body were to be an eye, where will the hearing be? Or if all body were one part, where will the body be? But if you think about it, the weaker parts of our bodies are all more important. And the healthy parts, the strong parts, work all the more together to restore the sick parts. If my toe is sick, I cannot tell my toe, hey, you go to the hospital and I remain here. But what do we do? We take ourselves to the hospital. And God constructed your body and my body in that way. Why? So that there may never be division in the same body. But that all parts of the body have the same concern for one another. When one part is sick or suffers, the rest of the parts, all the parts of the body suffers with it. If one part of the body is honored, all parts share its joy. Therefore, 
do not forget, my brothers, uh, brothers and sisters, to invite Jesus and Mary into the affairs of our lives. If you think about it, if we have anything, it's because everything we have has come to us through Mary and Jesus. Only through them can we open our mouth, lift up our hearts, and sing, Oh Lord my God, when I owe someone consider only through them can we give praise to God for his great works. Amen.